What Happens When I Episode number three What Happens When I Meet a Girl Well, I'd like to ask, who wrote these questions? Who came up with these questions? What happens when I meet a girl? Well, I guess you came up with the questions, so you better answer it. I wonder if I'm feeling a bit defensive about this question. Is it too personal, this question? Does it reveal too much about me? What happens when I meet a girl? I thought we were uh, I thought we were here for meditation and consciousness and awareness. Get your mind out of the gutter. But I see that well I have thought that before. I have had that attitude of oh, just chasing tail is a lower consciousness thing. And it's never really appealed to me. It's never there's something that just doesn't sit quite right with it for me. But now, well, that was before. Now I sort of think, well, it's all connected. It's all part of it. So I see this as a question of just another angle, just another way at, well, what's going on and what what are my limits or what are my hang-ups? What are my problems? What are the things I can't see within me? What, uh, what, what, is it, what, what is going on? Just what is going on? It's another piece of the puzzle of what is going on. What happens when I meet a girl? Well, if I'm really honest, this is a big one. There's a lot in this for me. And we can lay out some variations, which is, well, where to begin, where to begin? Why, why is it what happens when I meet a girl and not what happens when I meet a woman? Is there a difference between a girl and a woman? And there is, I think. And there's both in all of us at different times. I don't remember much about what it was like to be a little girl. It's never very much at the forefront of my being. But I do know a little bit about what it's like to be a woman. Just a little bit. And that does come to the front of my being a little bit at times, on rare occasions. It's by no means the centre or the operating system, or anything like that. And then it could be, well, why is it, what's it like to meet a girl, and not what's it like to meet a person? Like, why are we bringing gender into this? And, well, that's the, that's the point. What is the difference? That's the question. What's the difference between a person and a girl, or a person, a man and a woman? And I'm sure I've read in some very deep mystical literature, which was spoken by some very profound 
enlightened master that there's very little difference between men and women. When you really see their whole being, and you really understand the human condition in its vastness, and really we are in a very similar predicament, similar situation. I mean, we're both in the human condition, men and women. We both have a being, we both exist. So from here, from that bird's eye view, from the the master's view, there's very little difference between a man and a woman. But to be honest, I can't, like, I can't see that. And when we bring in the, well, when we bring in the factor of time, like, we can say, what, what happens when I meet a girl? Well, it depends when. When do I meet her? What did I know at that time? What do I know at that time? What am I feeling at that time? What can I remember about myself at that time? Where am I? And also, well, it depends who she is. That's a good answer. What happens when I meet a girl? Well, it depends who she is. Depends what I know about her. Depends what circumstance she's in. And there's this thing of, well, there's always this thing of, oh, could she be my girlfriend? Maybe she can be my girlfriend. What would happen if we were to get together? Is there any interest there? I guess that's the chimpanzee in me. Or maybe it's hope. And I've definitely had my times in life at different points where I've been very lonely and sad and desperate and it's been, well, a very much smothering hindrance for any chance that I might have of, oh, she might be my girlfriend, oh... And then that comes across in a very bad energy that translates into a very bad vibe. And loneliness and sexual, sexual frustration, well, they're different things. They're totally different things. And when you have them both at once, it is brutal. It is terrible. And if I'm in that place and I meet a girl, well, it's not very nice. It's not a very good meeting. I can't really, I, I can't really meet a girl. And if there's any interaction, it ends quickly because the energy just isn't right. Now, nowadays, I've learned a lot about interactions I've learnt a lot about what it means to be grounded, what it means to be open in a situation. And the actual scenario of meeting someone, well, well, here's two differences. There's, there's the scenario of meeting someone as a skill, and then there is, well, how you are outside of that scenario. And it's possible to be... It's possible to really divide these in a way which is like, you say, well, I'm really lonely and sexually frustrated, but 
I have these really good interpersonal skills, which means I can meet someone and sort of hide all that because I've practiced relating in the scenario. And you can be pretty good with meeting a girl and talking to a girl. But then there's the other side, which is, well, what if you're actually dealing with your loneliness and you're actually dealing with your sexual frustration and then it becomes a non-issue and then you're not hiding something? That's different, I think. Then you're really being authentic. And there is a difference between like a surface appearance and a real deep connection or an energetic interaction. It's just that we never get to discuss these things or analyze these things or point out these things in real time. Because in real time, when you really meet someone, it's flowing, it's complex. There's always so much happening all at once. When I meet a girl, there's a lot happening all at once. And these days I act pretty cool. I act pretty pretty open, pretty okay with how it is, how the conversation goes, how much she wants to share. I just try and sensitize myself to what she's thinking or feeling or how I get to know her, what she'd like to share. And of course, I want to get deep. I really want to know people. I want to know the real person. And some people, well, they're not up for that. They're not, they don't know how to speak in that way. They're not even aware of these certain depths. And sometimes when I meet a girl, it becomes very obvious. Well, we can just be friends and we can just have a shallow interaction. And well, that's okay, but I don't know really if I have much time for that. And it's funny because the whole thing of like, how often do I meet new people? Like when I'm in a, when I'm in a certain situation, I really don't meet anyone new at all. Like it's very, it's very rare that I meet new people. It's very unlikely. There's not much opportunity And that's when I'm in a certain living situation. But then when I go traveling, or I'm in a different situation, then I meet lots of people. It's sort of, it's sort of like all or nothing. In the last few years in my life, it's sort of been like I'm either meeting heaps and heaps and heaps of people, guys and girls, and... The contrast with that is, well, I'm just very much alone and I only see maybe just one or two people a month or longer. And those are people that are long-term friends that I've known all my life sort of thing. Well, not all my life, but a lot of my life. So I've definitely had... I mean, I've known my hang-ups. I've known my... I've had a lot of... It's It's been a long journey. There's been a lot that has happened. 
in coming to the terms with the fact that when I meet a girl, there's just a big ball of mess that is triggered in me. It's just like expectation and then worry and then desperate and then trying to hide my bad self and then trying to please her and then being nervous and then looking like an idiot and then worrying about what she's thinking and then wondering, oh, does she like me or not? It's just, it's really just hot. Like, this is just childish stuff, really, when I look at it. It's just like, grow up, man. Get over yourself. And you'd think, well, what you need is to get yourself a girlfriend and have some experiences. And I've done that. I've had that. And in some ways, that sort of does, like more experience does make things better. It does make you better. And then uh, as well on the other side, it's sort of like it, it almost doesn't in the way that, in the sense that, well, I have these incredible experiences when I'm in a relationship. Like it's just this explosion of beauty and magic and there's new discoveries and adventures and the whole world is opening up and like, ah, it's just this magical thing. But somehow the more profound that is, the more amazing that relationship is, the more, the more it sort of comes back to bite me when, when I'm not in a relationship. Because then it's like I meet a girl and then I know how much potential there is. It's really clear to me of how much magic there can be. And how willing, how quickly I am. How it is astonishing to me sometimes how quickly I am to jump in. Like like how how quick am I to jump in? Really, that's a good question. Like do I just take anyone that like would I just take the next person that came up to me? Maybe sometimes. I mean this is a hard question. Would you I mean some people must be in this situation that they'd always they'd always say I have to have a partner. And this goes for guys and girls. But I have to have a partner, no matter what. Because that that aloneness is so bad. That loneliness is so real in a dark sense, in an unintegrated, unclear sense, that they would do anything to avoid it. And that's a that's a different kind of desperation. Like, there's a desperation of... Like there's desperation when you're not in a relationship and there's desperation when you are in a relationship. So having a partner doesn't solve that. And for me, I have found very amazing things in my aloneness. I've grown quite comfortable with it. At times. Well, more more than just at times, more often. And it's very hard to speak of such things in simple terms or even in words at all without going into great length because it's so vast. Like my alone world is a vast world. 
And that's not to say, well, that's not to say it's still, like, there's always the ups and downs. There's always the, like, how how do we put time into it? There's like, there's like being alone when you've just come out of a relationship. And that's different to when you've been alone for some time and you've sort of adjusted to it. They're two very different things. And then there's an aloneness where you're actually working on things and you're doing your creative projects and I'm meditating and I'm trying to figure things out. And then there's the aloneness which is sort of just bumbling around with distractions. And in both those kinds of alone, one where you're sort of bumbling around and one where you're working on things, in both those issues come up. There are things bubbling up. But when I'm just distracting myself, it's sort of like the issue hurts in a way that doesn't that doesn't help, that I don't learn anything from. And I've just re- recently gone through a meditation period where I wasn't distracting myself and I was really working on my things. And I found that the issues did come up and somehow now they seem much better. They seem to be resolved, at least for now. See, I really get hung up about time. Like it's it's really... I can't see any way to talk about this. Like Like what can I do? I can go through and say... what happens at each different time and how I am at each different time or how I've been in my life. But I don't see, like, does that mean I have then the understanding for that situation to come again? Like, what I really need is to be the same all the time in some sort of way. In a sort of I don't know what that looks like or that feels like. Because these days it feels like every day is a new day. Everything is new every moment some days. Everything is fresh. And I'm well aware that I shouldn't repress my issues. Like when I have a dark spell of loneliness. That I need to be sitting through it with awareness. And trusting that something will come from it. And that thing will be hard to put into words. It will be experiential. Like so much of what I've been going through is impossible to translate into words. I mean, it comes back to that so many times. And I really should stop using it as an excuse. I mean, this is the job, right? How do you put it into words? What happens when I meet a girl? Well, we become friends. We have a lot of fun. We are playful. We're silly. If you can remove the... Like, say she's got a boyfriend or something. Or she's, you know, a friend's boyfriend or something like that. Like, we can have a lot of fun. Once once the pressure of romance is removed, somehow that 
very much lightens the mood for me. <laughs> Maybe that says something that that just that just re-illustrates my own hang-ups about romance <laughs> too much. <laughs> but some of my best friends have been girls which are either in a relationship or it's very clear to me that well, it just wouldn't work. We're not right for each other romantically or sexually, if I can be really honest. Like, is that a way of looking at it? Is a is a girlfriend is just a really good friend that you also have sex with? That could be a very honest answer for a lot of people, I think. And I really love the girls that I've been friends with but haven't had sex with. We've had some very, some just amazing, just great conversations and really fun connections and connections in very different ways to my alone life. Like my alone life is very, like I'm a bit of a philosopher. I mean, you you listen to me, you know what I'm like. If you listen to these sorts of talks that I do here, then you know what it's like. You're starting to get a picture. And there's playfulness. There is playfulness. But not like, it's not playfulness like like when I'm with another person. When I'm with another person, a silly girl, then that's really playful. Big time. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever, I don't know if that could ever come out in one of these kinds of conversations. I don't know how it would be. Well, well, that, that brings up another point. Well, when I meet a girl, I'm a different person. And it's not that I don't notice that. It's not that it's inauthentic. It's just that when certain people are around, certain occurrences can happen, which can only happen when those certain people are around. And that's the fact of the matter. That an occurrence is specific to its conditions. So when I meet a girl, well, how can I how can I answer that? There's no way to answer that. Would I have to say each each individual? Like I could say each individual girl. What happens when I meet like it that's how you should frame this question. What happens when you meet this person's name or this person what happens when you meet this person what happens when you meet this person to to summarize like why why would i summarize and see like what's in common for all of them like does that just show how i'm not actually looking at how individual they are because mentally i know well they're all individual they're all different and when i meet each person it's a different occurrence a different thing happens. So for me to say what happens when I meet a girl, it's like all, all girls. Is, is it the same for every girl? And I think maybe there are people like that now that I'm thinking it through. They just see all girls as the same. They say the same thing to everyone. You can probably... You could probably actually get quite successful at chasing tail by doing that. 
because you could figure out your just figure out what the best thing to say like what do all girls respond to and then keep saying that and then refine it and just go around and say that to to, to a whole bunch of girls I don't like the idea of that. I don't like the sound of that. Because what I really want is to see what someone is. I really want to see what is this person. And and I mean, I I fail at this. I'm I'm by no means the whatever figure you want to insert here. I'm by no means the like, what do you call someone who's really good at seeing what other people are? An interpersonal master. Something like that. But I aspire to that. Like, my, my better self reminds me to aspire to that. Which is to sit and just actually really try and listen believe what they say, hear what they say, see how they react, how they feel, and see what is unique to each person. Like to remember, I guess I guess that would be the take-home insight. That would be a a good working assumption for meeting someone, which is that this person is unique. And it's not always apparent, but it's one's job to find that uniqueness, to see this uniqueness in them. So when I meet a girl, I I just want to get to know her. I just want to see the real her, the real person. And when I meet a boy, well, what happens when I meet a boy? I don't know. I think I'd probably get along better with girls than boys. And the thing that comes to mind for boys is there's, there's this dominance thing. There's this like, who who's the boss? Who's the leader? And maybe that's just that's just all me. Maybe that's just my cultural upbringing that's doing that. But there's definitely a sense of well i don't i don't know now i'm now i'm really second guessing that it's hard to it's so hard to answer a broad question because what happens is a specific example comes to mind so you can ask what happens when i meet a boy and then something scrambles through my brain and then a specific example comes up like a specific person, I think, oh, what was it like to meet that person? And then I start describing what it was like to meet that person, but then another example comes up, another person. And I say, well, how does that fit with that? That doesn't fit. And then another, and then another, and then we come back to, well, each situation is different, and I am different in each each situation. So no, it's not a... 
it's not fair to say it's a matter of dominance. It depends on the situation. I mean, maybe it's just that I feel that way because I found a situation where the dominance thing isn't very pronounced and I've been so many times in situations where it's always had to be clear who's in charge, who's above who, who's below who, who's the boss, who's smarter, who's leading the way, who's, getting, who's doing the ideas, who's giving the orders, these sorts of things. It's just that the, the contrast between the two has made me aware of that. And I wonder if it's the same with women. Like, I wonder if... Like, I always assume the woman's in charge or the woman is the more powerful one. Or that I don't want to overpower the woman. I wonder when you bring the word into... When you bring the word power into it, well, things become very tricky, don't they? They become a little bit explosive, should we say? <laughs> and asking, well, who's more powerful? Well, that's too broad. I don't like these broad questions. I'm, I'm feeling more and more that the only way to speak about these things is to speak broadly... And yet, speaking broadly just doesn't work because there's so much specific, there's so much detail. And these are the two sides of the wedge that I'm stuck between. Am I doomed to just making comparisons? Continuous comparisons of what it's like to meet a girl and then figuring out all of the comparisons. Well, I guess that's the way into understanding how I really feel about it. And I'm guessing that there is something happening in this conversation. There is something unfolding that will change how I feel about women and men and meeting people after I've spoken about this. So can I, can I predict what this talking about or talking through the issues will do? Can I say what the effect is of what I am saying or what I'm thinking about or what I'm trying to find when I ask what happens when I meet a girl? Well, when I meet a girl, I'm just I'm just an idiot. I just make a fool of myself. <laughs> Did I say that before? I probably have said that before. <laughs> what happens when I meet a girl? I start trying to think of funny things to say. I start trying to think of things to ask her. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it's... Sometimes the conversation doesn't go very far. <laughs> but that's what a good conversation is, is one that easily flows. One that has trust, one that has openness.
And we could say, well, what happens when I meet a girl and I say, well, is it meet them for the very first time or is it meet them again or meet them after a long time or is this someone I meet on a regular basis? I don't know if there's anyone that I meet on a regular basis. There sort of is. But if we narrow it to just what happens when I meet a girl for the very first time, it's like being introduced by a friend. It's There's something quite unique in the air. It's a sort of... Like, what is what I'm saying? Like, how is what I'm saying being taken? And am I taking what she's saying the right way? And also feeling that she's thinking the same thing. So it's, it's in me that I feel there's an amount of, how should we say, the, the, what's being said is real. What's being said is true in question. And I assume that's also what's happening with her. And so it's up to me to, well, if that's my assumption, then I'm trying to say, Things that will assure her that what I'm saying is correct, is right. And maybe that backfires. Maybe I do that too much. Maybe I'm trying too hard to convince someone of what the meaning is and the significance is of what I'm saying. Or the truthfulness or just the, yes, this is me. But then there's also... Something in me that says, well, how can you be sure you know what you're talking about? What if you're unconscious of whether or not this really is the real you, if this does represent you? Like, it seems like a simple thing. Like, you just are what you are, and you just be it. And you just say it, and there should be no issue. Like, where does, this, where does this tangle come from of, oh, am I representing myself right? Am I expressing myself right? Is she believing what I am saying? Or whoever it is that I'm talking to. And is it really in her? Is it really in the person that I'm meeting? I don't know. It depends who it is. I guess you should, we, we could call this like confidence. Like that's one way of looking at this. Like who's more confident? Because if you're really confident, well then, yeah, this is who I, that's, that's sort of in a way, it's not, it's not really the same thing as what I'm trying to get at, but it's, a, it's a, in, a, in a funny sort of way it is. In a different angle. It's like, well, I'll just be what I am. Here I am and this is me. Confidence. And then if the other person is like that, well, yes, I, I could see that person is confident and clear in who they are. But also I see that even in confidence, 
behind that there's something that's not known. Everyone has a perimeter which is between what they know about themselves and what they don't. And we can find where that perimeter lies only through the suggestions of their expressions. And it's one thing to notice the different perimeters in people, and it's another thing to be able to notice them quickly, depending on a very small amount of information. It really just comes down to, well, how quickly can you understand a person? What happens when I meet a girl? Well, like I said before, I wonder if she could be my girlfriend or we could be friends. I'm also feeling that there's a bit of nervousness, there's a bit of fear. If it's a new person, I mean, it's, there's always a bit of nervousness in me when I meet new people. I wish I was better at being able to just break into a flowing conversation. Like the ex like I, I have extroversion in me, like I know how to do it. It's just the breaking the ice. I, mean, I believe that's what the saying is, breaking the ice. When two people meet it's just a bit like oh small talk or nervous small talk. But that's a skill. It's a never-ending skill. Because there's a fine line. Like the, the fine line is you can't just sort of be extroverted and putting out all of your own stuff, as fun and as beautiful as that is. You also have to be sensitive to how they're taking it and responding to it and connecting. So the person that is extroverted and goes around talking to everyone and just putting out their stuff, well, they can still remain lonely. They still can remain in their own world, even though they're actually having quite extravagant sort of social interactions with a lot of people. It's almost like they're in the same category as the guy that sits in the, talk, in the corner and doesn't talk to anyone. It really comes down to what... What is a real connection? What happens when I meet a girl? Well, what I can hope for is that I have a real connection with her. And if she's beautiful, well, I hope that she becomes my girlfriend. And that's, that's an honest answer. Like, I don't think it's fair to 
to pretend that I'm walking around and being open to friends and open to being friends with people and just being okay with whatever happens and leaving it to chance that, oh, if I get a girlfriend, doesn't matter, doesn't not. No, that's not, that's not fair. That's not right. Like, like that's downplaying it too much. Like getting a girlfriend, finding a girlfriend is a significant thing. Not just for me, for many people. It, it overshadows our interactions. It really sets the flavor, the tone of the interaction. And it really is quite a miracle when I think about it that men and women get together at all sometimes. I do wonder how it happens. When it, when it happens and it's beautiful, it is an incredibly rare thing. It's an incredibly beautiful thing. It, it's, an, it's a magical occurrence. And it's really against all the odds because when we encounter each other, we have all of our all of our tangles right behind the eyes, all of our messes, all of our hang-ups. And it's all unconscious, all our nervousness, all our fears, all our past experiences, all our hopes. The whole thing, it's all just waiting to come out in just a few words. And I see that saying that can just add to the mess. If I walk around as this with my assumption, then that's just making things worse. Because it could be the assumption that we're walking around and, well, we are just actually a very tiny, small, finite thing in each moment. And we don't have all of the big things in the inner world that I imagine we do. And in that sense, well, encountering someone is a very simple and easy thing. It's a very plain thing. When I meet a girl, it's like, well, I say hello, and how are you, and where are you from, and what's your name? And whatever's happening now is very simple. It's a very easy situation. And there's nothing we have to do. We can just relax. We don't have to talk about anything at all, really, if you don't want. You can share what you want or you don't want. And even in that, you know, I know you're a vast, complex, infinite being having the human condition. And you're existential and phenomenological and all that. But really, we're just sitting, having small talk. And it's very simple. It's really not that hard to make small talk. So what happens when I meet a girl? Well, I just say, hello, my name is Dosta. How are you? Can we be friends? <laughs> and do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> there are times when I sort of get a bit of a confidence to me and I do the whole, I mean... Not a lot of times. I, don't, I wouldn't say I've done this a lot. There's maybe one occasion where I've tried the, like the real overt 
just like walking up straight to a girl like have you got a boyfriend you know like that straight straight to it like confronting the the anxiety and i don't know what that would be like to do that i don't know what happened when i did that i think she said oh yes i've got a boyfriend but thank you anyway something like that And I don't know, maybe maybe that's just the game. That's what the game is. That's the chasing tail game. That's what these pickup artists do. They get a thrill from confronting their own social anxiety. And maybe I'm a sucker for not doing it. Maybe I should do it. Maybe I really should. You know, sometimes I wonder that. Am I am I missing out by being so sensitive? Am I missing out for wanting to know the real person? I don't know. I mean, my hope is that, well, when the time is right, something very beautiful happens, something very deep happens, like it has in the past. Like the relationships that I've had, which were very profound, didn't come from an overt, staunch, chasing tail attitude. Hope is for suckers. <laughs> is hope for suckers? Is hope a subtle virtue? Is hope for the lonely? Is hope a dog chasing its tail? What is hope? Is hope a defense for sadness? Is hope an abstraction which has no real, in-life, tangible application? Is hope something that can be Induced at will is hope something that can be developed. Does hope have any repercussions? Does hope have a shadow? What is the dark side of hope? What are the problems of hope? What are the blockages of hope? What are the things that don't allow for hope? Is hope real? <laughs>